This is Mishmash, a weekly conversation where we unjumble an important and sometimes under-the-radar statewide issue that affects you. And we've seen a lot of really dramatic images over the last uh, maybe week or two or even more than that of houses right on dunes that look like they're in a bit of trouble. And this is one of those things that we're seeing a lot of coverage of because of these rising lake levels. But there's probably a lot of people out there who are landlocked and in the middle of the state going, why does this impact me? I don't have a house that's in danger of falling into the lake. So in order to unpack this, we have brought on Paula Gardner from MLive, who has been following the rising lake levels very carefully. Paula, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for inviting me. So Paula, if you could quickly explain the issue here, what is happening with the lakes and why is it concerning people? So the lake levels in all of the Great Lakes went up last year. And it was something that we started to see some some impact. Um, and one example that comes to mind immediately was Pentwater, where a bridge was washed out and the town had to come up with a solution. So we know it's affecting some coastal towns a bit. But what's happening now is the Army Corps of Engineers is forecasting lake levels to go even higher. So we're in winter. They're supposed to be frozen over. That's supposed to be controlling some of the evaporation. That's not happening. And as a result, everybody's kind of looking towards spring and a little bit beyond with the understanding that everybody is expecting the lake levels to go even higher. And they're trying to anticipate then what will be affected beyond that. Can you walk us through sort of what is the concern for people who maybe don't live on the lakes, who are not necessarily affected by the water levels of the lakes on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, that's something that I've been learning over the past couple of weeks myself. And I think it's striking that a lot of people who don't live on the shore or feel a direct connection to the shoreline, they may not actually be feeling the impact here. And what I've concluded is when I see a house fall into the lake, I need to take that as a symptom of what is happening along the entire coastline of Michigan. I participated in a state webinar where they're starting to try, the state officials are starting to try to quantify what that means for the rest of the state. So when the house is falling into the coastline, it doesn't just mean that somebody built too closely to the shore. It means that the shore has eroded to the point that that's what's happening. It's happening because the lake levels are rising, the land is saturated, and the rivers are also rising. So across the state, you know, when we see a house fall in, we could start wondering what else will be flooding? How is the state dealing with it? Do we have the money to repair all of the roads that that's kind of heralding? Well, you know, there's going to be a lot of road disrepair. There's a lot of problems kind of coming out yeah. of a single house falling into the lake. And Paula, you touched on something important there, which is cost. I mean, this is something that could mean big spending from the state in many ways. And of course, that's our tax dollars. It could. So we asked the question on the webinar, particularly about the to the roads director. We all know Michigan roads have a problem. We all know the legislature is in some stage of solving it. They're estimating, and I think a lot of jaws dropped, they're estimating that it could cost $100 million just to repair the critical roads right now that have been damaged by this erosion issue or the rising lake water. That doesn't address anything else that could be happening this year. That's just to fix what's going on. So when you think about, you know, what does that mean? That means the only paved road on Mackinac Island. It means that Lake, uh, the Upper Peninsula along the shoreline of Lake Superior, the Upper Pe- Peninsula overall is greatly affected. The shoreline roads along Lake Superior are a problem. Can we get into the Porcupine Mountains in the future? We don't know. 
you know, those those are the types of questions that, that MDOT is dealing with right now. You know, further south, there's bike paths also that are in jeopardy. But there, there's a huge price tag on the roads right now, and it can only get bigger. And that money has to come from somewhere. And they're already anticipating that it's going to be possibly diverted from existing repairs that are planned. Do we have any sense of what is causing all of these these rising levels? Well, we're having record rainfall, so that's an issue. There are some some areas that want to debate climate change. From a lot of the reports that I've seen, the scientists are in agreement that the changing climate is the root of this. But the rise, the rainfall, record rainfall, is a big issue here. Paul, in your reporting, you don't just touch on what we've already talked about, but you also touch on things that maybe we don't think about in this context as much, things like agriculture here in Michigan. Yeah, Michigan has a $104 billion agriculture industry. And what everybody is saying right now is last year was bleak. There was nearly 1 million acres that went unplanted, and that's due to the high rain, the saturation levels in the soil, and you know dealing with the flooding, the reverse flooding. So they're saying even more will go unplanted this year, potentially, depending on what the spring rains look like. What about infrastructure? You know, when we're talking about these rising levels, like there's a lot besides houses that could potentially be impacted by all of these rising levels. Absolutely. And I think the state and municipalities are still trying to kind of get their heads around what the potential impact could be and what they need to do about it. But when you think about wastewater treatment plants and when you think about drinking water intakes, those are all located along the shoreline or some body of water, but many are along the shoreline. Gliwa, for example, the Great Lakes Water Authority, you know, they have 3 million customers and they're basically servicing most of Metro Detroit from the Detroit River and Lake St. Clair. So as the water levels come up and those systems are challenged, they need to be finding solutions for prevention and also, you know, to deal with any any potential breakages or impacts that way. So just to sum some of this up, and Paula, correct me if I'm mischaracterizing this, but this is an issue that, you know, we're associating again with these very specific images of shoreline erosion on Lake Michigan even specifically. But really in this issue, we're talking about roads being impacted. We're talking about other types of infrastructure. We're talking about agriculture. We're talking about taxpayer dollars that are going to be uh, impacted here. This really is something that is statewide and uh, and yet, at the same time, I think that some of the images we're seeing here are very, very specific to certain parts of the state. That might actually take some of the feeling of onus on this issue away from people like here in southeast Michigan that may not be thinking about it as much as a direct impact. Yes, absolutely. I think it's important, and that's part of my, my reporting goal, is to try to help the rest of the state understand uh, where the impact is. And it really is going to end up affecting all of us. I have heard people get very dismissive of the houses that are falling into the lake. They say, oh, they're rich people and they shouldn't have built so close to the shore. And that's just such a mischaracterization of what we're dealing with right now in Michigan. Paula Gardner is an environmental reporter for MLive. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.